0: Today's episode involves sensitive topics such as eating disorders, fad diets, and diet culture. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, team. Welcome to the Strong, Healthy, Happy Podcast, the podcast that teaches you how to build a strong, healthy, happy body with an anti-diet culture and mental health approach. I'm Liz Campbell, owner and trainer at M12 Fitness. Let's get on with today's episode so you can start building a strong, healthy, happy body. Is it diet culture is the name of today's episode. Rebecca Bergeson from Balanced Nutrition is joining me today. Hi, Rebecca. Hello, how are you? I'm doing good, thank you. So uh, Rebecca and I, uh, we've been Instagram friends for a while. We have bonded because we have a very similar stance on a lot of things, um, not just diet culture. Basically, Rebecca, I wanted to have you on today just because um, I know being anti-diet culture is so important to you. Mm-hmm. Um, before we kind of dive in more into that, though, I would love for you to tell us a bit about your story. Why did you get into nutrition um, and why is it so important for you to be anti-diet culture? So like
1: like many people, um, I struggled with disordered eating um, poor body image body image issues most of my life um and i've seen firsthand how much of our energy we can give away um, when our relationship to food and our body is poor and how many things you know we miss out on and things of that nature. Um, and so kind of through my own healing and i'm a mother i have a three- year-old son so due to my own healing and being a mother, um, i've almost found, Sort of a deep-seated passion in helping others um, in their healing journey. I want others to break free of um, diet culture and those societal norms where being thin is equal, you know, is 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 worthy, and being fat or not having this ideal body shape um, is unworthy. You know, I want, and and that's it's hard to undo that especially nowadays with social media, you're hit with it all the time. Um, It's hard to undo that and it's hard to go it alone. And so, like I said, I want to help women become their best healthiest selves. Um, You know, take it from me. This work has been for my life. It has been very powerful and it has been very
0: life-changing for me. Um, And I'm hoping to do the same for, for others. So you definitely have that personal attachment to having this message and your business as well, because you want to help people kind of get to the same place that you are basically.
1: Yes. And I want people to know that it's possible. Um, 10 years ago, I couldn't even imagine where I am today, but you can get there. It's just something that doesn't happen um, overnight Um, Really, when it comes down to it, it's about changing your mindset. You know, if you want to change your body and you want to become your healthiest self, the first thing we need to do is learn to love our bodies. That is kind of like the aha moment. That's where the magic happens. Um, But that's the hard part, right? Learning to love our bodies because we're constantly comparing ourselves to um, social media and the media in general, and the Kardashians, and like, you name it, right, so all these influencers um, with an 18-inch waist, and yeah, exactly. And like, what we have to remember is there's, a, you know, and another big thing for me too is that when I realized that genetics play a big part in the shape and even the size of our bodies and our natural weight, um, that was kind of a game changer for me. And when I started learning that yes, our bodies do change as we get older, and here's the reasons why, and you know, that's normal that that happens, then I was a lot more accepting of my body.
0: I guess now my question would be what, what exactly is diet culture? Like what, how do we define what diet culture actually is?
1: I think the main point of diet culture is that, um, there's this societal ideal that being thin is equal to worthy and being thin is, is the ideal and everybody should be thin and thin people are pretty and beautiful. Um, and that is kind of where the fad diets come in, right. Or the weight loss component. So Mm -hmm. something that I do at the end of the day is we don't, you know, you come to me and you, I want to lose 10 pounds. We don't focus on that weight loss. We focus on the, why you want to lose that weight or how, you know, how, like we focus on building habits that are going to eventually get you there, but we're not focused on that weight loss. We're focused on a health approach, whereas diet culture Tends to focus strictly on the size of your body. You know, take this supplement, lose ten pounds. You need a detox. You know, you need to buy these expensive shakes or or whatever. And don't eat carbs.
0: They're don't eat carbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: And 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 it's hard because it's like, I have worked with people that are like, I am so confused. I don't even know what to eat anymore. Mm -hmm. And some days I just don't eat because I don't don't know what to eat. Everything. You know, gluten's bad, dairy's bad, non-organic's bad. Like it's, no, no, that's, you know, that's not true, right? And so you're just being constantly pummeled with this information and um, it just leaves you really, really confused. And, you know, at the end of the day, you and I both know that the whole diets don't work thing is kind of nuanced because yes, they do work short term. If you want to lose, say, like 10 pounds quickly, sure, they'll work. But chances of you gaining that back um, are are pretty high because it's not sustainable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, And you're probably going to be hungry. You know, a lot of these diets, they deprive you of nutrients. Um, They tend to be low calorie. And, you know, that can just lead to um, binges. Like, I am so starving or I've restricted myself so much. Like, next thing you know, you're in your pantry with a bag of Oreos, which is also it's kind of like the extreme, right? You've gone from one
0: one extreme to restricting
1: to binding. It's like let's meet in the middle there.
0: And so I guess like those would kind of be the ways that you can recognize it. It's anything that's telling you for first of all, I know we've all been bombarded especially around like say New Year with yeah. pills and shakes and teas and all those sorts of things. So that's a very obvious kind of way to recognize it, I would say. Mm-hmm. But other mm-hmm. ways would be like if they're asking you to like cut out macros or if they're yeah. asking you to like eat a very small amount of calories or
1: yes, if you are working with a nutrition professional, um if if your goal is like there's some like diseases and disorders and things like that where um you do need to cut out certain foods and, and macros and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like. Children with epilepsy are on a keto diet because um, so it's shown to improve their um, seizures. Oh, I um, didn't know that. That's very yeah, interesting. Yeah, the ketogenic diet's been around for a long time, but not for weight loss. And um, but it is usually monitored by a dietitian um, who specializes in epilepsy. It needs to be strictly monitored. Um, it's a high fat diet and you are working with an epileptologist someone who specializes in epilepsy so um, there are cases where you got to cut out macros however when we're talking about you know the general population Mm -hmm. um you know someone who wants to lose weight or just become their healthiest self um we don't want them cutting out macro groups um especially carbs that's a big one but Mm -hmm. um your brain your brain relies on carbs. Um, and your body does, that's our main, you know, that's, that's the gas, that's the gas in our car. Um, mm-hmm. so it's super important that we're not cutting that out, but of course there's a lot of fear and that's, that's where diet culture comes in too. Um, there's just a lot of fear around foods. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes we have to ask ourselves, is this person credible to be making these sorts of statements, right? Just because someone, someone improved their life, say on a certain diet, doesn't mean that's going to work for you know, everybody. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Right. Um, and so it's multifaceted when it comes to health and, you know, myself included, I have tried every single thing at one point I've done keto. I've done detoxes. I've done shakes. I've done, you know, slim fast hydroxy cut. I've done them all. Yeah. Um, And I can't imagine the money I've spent over the years on all of them. Right. And yeah. Um, it's really funny because now I just have a more balanced approach to my life and my eating. I have a more intuitive eating approach um, and I'm at my set weight, mm-hmm. right? I've never, ever, like I've ever, I've, I've ever only been really small yeah. or, really, or big, right? Um, there's kind of been
0: no middle ground, but
1: no middle ground. And yeah. you know, now I'm happy and I found my middle ground and everybody kind of has their own natural
0: set weight mm-hmm. um, when it comes to that. That is, that is one thing I tell, um, my clients as well, because one, one mm-hmm. certification I hold, um, mm-hmm. just because I do kind of feel the two go, go together, um, mm-hmm. is of course I have my personal training, like fitness instruction, all those sorts of things. But I have also like a healthy eating and weight loss coach cert like certification as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But one thing I tell my clients and, um, I actually did tell uh, a new client of mine. She started with me a couple months ago and she said, I want to lose 30 pounds
1: mm-hmm. and I'm
0: looking at her and I'm like, where? Yeah. And so that, that was kind of like, I said to her, I was like, okay. Um, like, let's talk about that. 30, mm-hmm. 30 pounds. Like it kind of seems like it would be a bit excessive. What I yeah. want to do for you is like, and I basically told her, like, we don't, we don't really like focus on like weight, weight loss when yeah. I'm, when I'm dealing with clients, I said, I would rather you see how strong and capable and awesome your body is. And then maybe you only lose 10 pounds, but you're still happy with that. And she yeah. was all, she was all over it. Like she kind of took that approach to like, oh, that's different. And not
1: so overwhelming, right? Mm-hmm. Like to say, you know what, we're just gonna, we're gonna go about this day by day and see what happens. Yeah. Right. We're just gonna start building these healthy habits and see what happens. Right. And then it's like, it's less, you know, what I, I find is a lot of people don't have a solid nutritional foundation Mm -hmm. um and immediately they want to go to tracking right oh yeah tracking you know tracking can be a great tool for some people it's not for everybody but people want to kind of skip that nutritional foundation and go straight to tracking and then what happens is they find it so overwhelming it's not sustainable for them they can't keep up with it and it's like you know they're they're done right it's it's too much for them so you know, are they good at forming habits? Do they have basic cooking skills? Do they, you know, do they understand, um, you know, or do they have habits around movement and things like that? Right. Mm -hmm. Then we can get into the tracking and the meal planning and the meal prepping and, you know, all of that stuff. But a lot of people, they kind of want to skip that part.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, everybody wants instant results.
1: Oh right? yeah. Because and that's what
0: we're fed. It's lose 30 pounds in 30 days. Yeah. And those like, of us who know are looking at that and we're just, our minds are blown. Cause it's, that's just, no, that's not the way you do this. Exactly. And like, there are a lot of health ramifications that can
1: come with crash diets. Like women can lose their periods. You can lose, you know, your hair falls out, you have brittle nails. It can affect you when you're depriving your body. Mm-hmm. Um, Right. And, and it, and it can slow down that, um, fat loss too. Um, when we're not giving our body what it needs. we have that metabolic adaptation. So, but I get it, I get it. There's just this, well, and I think there's this need to, you know, you're a 50 year old woman who wants to look like she did when she was 25.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, don't we all right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. But you, um, when you have to realize like that, that's just not the way it works once you do get slightly older.
1: Exactly. And like when you were 25, you probably had no children. You probably, like, you had a lot more time Mm -hmm. to dedicate your life to that as well. Yeah. That was a big thing for me. When I had my son, I couldn't, I just didn't have time to dedicate to all of that. I had to flip the script and figure out how to, you know, redo it all. Right. I was meal planning, I was working out like five days a week. And then, you know, like that, like life changes and that's, that's just kind of how it is. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And then you
0: kind of have to work with with what you have. So like with all of this diet culture kind of floating around, um, we see it all the time, like ads on the internet, ads on TV, all these sorts of things. How can we kind of change the narrative around diet culture, especially when it comes to things like, um, I I know I still once in a while hear it from friends, like, oh, I'm going to be bad and have a piece of pizza or a cookie or whatever, like, how Mm -hmm. can we start more so thinking about food as like less nutritious and more nutritious rather than good or bad?
1: Well, at the end of the day, pizza, you know, it's, it's, um, compared to like, say a chicken breast or a carrot or something like that. It still has, it still has calories. It still gives us energy. I look at it that way. I look at it as like, there are still some good things about this piece of pizza Mm -hmm. that I'm eating. Right. Like it's easy to say, you know what, just look at food, you know, as food, Uh, there's no gray area, but that that can be really hard if you've lived your whole life viewing like pizza as bad and I shouldn't have it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you've got your mother or grandmother, you know, down there saying, Oh, are you going to eat that? You know, maybe you shouldn't eat that. Right. And it's like, you know, that's a discussion for a whole other day, but Um, I look at it that way, you know, pizza, I mean, it's got, it's, I'm not saying eat pizza every day, but you know, you've got some protein in the cheese and you've got some carbs for energy. And that's kind of how I look at it. Plus you enjoy it. Mm -hmm. That's another thing you start depriving yourself. And like, here's, here's what I run into with a lot of people is say, they want that pizza. I want that pizza so bad. You know what? I'm going to have a salad instead. Hey, had a salad still want that pizza. Well, I'm going to have a glass of water instead. Still want that pizza. And what happens is they go on and on and on. And eventually, they're not just going to have that one piece of pizza. They're going to want to eat that whole thing. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's another thing to kind of pitch it to. Like when you do have those incidents where you do kind of overeat or binge, like use that as a learning opportunity. Right. What can I do differently next time? So this, you know, last time I tried a salad and an apple and this and this and this, and that didn't work. I still wanted pizza. So maybe next time I'll just have the pizza. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's, that that's, that's sort of one way is just kind of view food, um, differently. Mm -hmm. Um, it still has calories. There's still nutrients in it. Um, it still provides our body energy. We feel joy when we eat it. Um, and, and at the end of the day, you need to ask yourself, you know, you know, life is short. Think about absolutely, yeah. You're know, I mean, to learn this from my grandma because my grandma loved to eat out in restaurants, and she didn't just not she just didn't give a, sh- a shit about what she ate. She just <laughs> enjoyed life. She never like went crazy, and you know, like she ate fairly balanced, but like she really enjoyed her food. And you know, I, I want to be like that. I don't want to yeah. miss out on things in life because you know I ate a piece of pizza or something like that. And what we have to look at too is that eating one piece of pizza is eating one piece of pizza going to make you gain weight. That's like saying eating one salad is going to make you lose weight. It's like, yeah. So look at it that way. It's just a piece of pizza, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's what we're doing. I I find it's what we're doing most of the time that matters. Right.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: And, and a piece of pizza here and there, if you want, I mean, say pizza is your favorite food. You want to eat it every day. Um, there's ways to lighten it up. There's ways to um, make it more nutrient dense, right? There's ways to, you know, maybe you want to have, you know, a piece of pizza and you know some vegetables or something, like balance it out, right? Yeah. You know, it doesn't, the whole like what you do most of the time doesn't have to be, it can be assigned to that, that plate, right? Most of what's on your plate. And then you can have, you know.
0: Yeah. The other, the other thing that you really enjoy that is maybe slightly less nutritious is still there, but you are also taking care of yourself by giving yourself all of those nutrients on the side.
1: Yeah. And then another good way is just to kind of tune into your body. Like if you eat a lot of pizza and you're not feeling very well the next day or whatever, like use that as a, as a tool, you know what? I love pizza, but when I eat too much of it, I don't feel well. So I'm just going to have one yeah. piece or I'm going to have something else instead, because I feel really good when I eat, you know, it's kind of like when you go on vacation, right? Oh yes. <laughs> <taking a> rest <laughs> every day. And you're like, I just can't, I need like my body needs a vegetable or something, right? Yeah. That is your body yeah. intuitively telling you that you, you need that. Right. And yeah. so um, need more nutrients, please. Can I get yeah, <laughs> Like really? Yeah. yeah. So um, Yeah. So it's just a really good tool to kind of tune in and go, you know, why am I feeling this way? I think I eat too much. And also know that if you have one piece of pizza and you don't feel satisfied and you're still hungry, you can always have another one. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Like just know that that's, you know, always an option. You don't need to eat it all right then and there. Yeah. Um, but there's like, there's just, there's so many factors to it, right? Like mm-hmm. when it comes to the way we view food that you have to find the one that works best for, for you.
0: Mm-hmm. And so because we've talked about like diets and fad diets today, this, this question, I kind of wanted to ask you just kind of for a little bit of fun today too. What's the like weirdest, most over the top diet you've ever heard of? I, and I ask you this because I did see your Instagram story. I think it was last week or the week before how you just fell down a fad diet rabbit hole.
1: (laughs) I did. I was in like Wikipedia and I was curious about something. And then there was see more and it was like list of fad diets. Um, this one is crazy. And I read about it. It was the cotton ball diet. People were drinking cotton water and eating diet. cotton balls. What water, like water and cotton balls. And I was just like, I thought, Oh my goodness. Is this what we've, we've come to, this is how desperate we are to lose weight. That we're not even eating food.
0: Yeah, we're sucking water like, out of cotton balls.
1: That we're just eating stuff that's going to pass right through us. And I I I mean I don't know like I've never heard of anybody ever doing it, but it had it was I was reading about it and that was um that was kind of crazy. And then there was one from like the 50s or 60s that was the I think it was like the hard-boiled egg and wine diet. Oh,
0: that yeah. Right? I was going to say that's like <laughs> the craziest one I've ever heard of until you mentioned the cotton ball thing. Yeah, just- and then I
1: thought I was like okay well it was the 50s so you know lots of change we have better better science and all this nowadays but yeah um yeah so that yeah that cotton ball one and I I just thought oh my gosh like think of all the problems that and, and that's the thing too right like think of the long-term effects of doing something like this yeah um and a lot of the time maybe we don't we're so maybe we're feeling so crappy about ourselves because we're hit with it every day, or someone made a comment about our bodies. And it was, you know, and that's another thing too. We have to be very careful when we comment on people's bodies um, or or their food choices, because that can be very triggering for some people. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they tend to go to these extremes. And so one thing we need to remember is what's going on with someone else's body. That's really none of our business, right? I don't know why we make it our business. I don't know. I don't get it. Um, but at the end of the day, that's that person's own business,
0: right? Yeah.
1: Um. So yeah. Um. But yeah, it can be very triggering. But yeah, I think the cotton ball was like I just I was like, oh my god. Yeah, um, yeah like that's so
0: extreme. That's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, and there's another one. There was another one called I think it was called the F Factor, and it was an extremely high fiber diet, oh. which because fiber essentially you don't absorb a lot of it Mm -hmm. um it's it's used to um you know provide um give us you know healthy digestion and bulk to our stool and things like that um is it necessary no but it plays a very important part in our health so it also does kind of just pass through you and what happens when you increase your fiber is you tend to get a lot of um Gastrointestinal discomfort. Oh, yeah. You get to increase your water big time. And people were ending up in like the emergency room with constipation and all sorts of stuff because of this. So it's like, it seems like a good idea at the time. And then I think people are just so desperate. They'll, they'll do anything. They'll just, mm-hmm. they'll just take someone's word for it. I mean, it's, it's even more prevalent now because of social media. I mean, you and I grew up with, with magazines and things like that. And yes. it was, it was bad. But now it's like, Constantly in your face. Constantly. Yeah. Constantly
0: in your face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, Rebecca, thank you so much for joining me today. Mm-hmm. Where can we find you online and on social media?
1: Okay. So my website is um, www.balancenutrition.ca. Mm-hmm. And then I am on uh, Instagram
0: and Facebook at Balanced YYC. That's our episode. Thanks so much for your time, team. I always appreciate you being here. If you enjoyed today's episode, I invite you to like, share, subscribe, and I would truly appreciate a review if you feel so inclined to leave one. Check out what M12 Fitness is all about and what we offer at m12fitness.com. That's m12fitness.com. And find us on Facebook and Instagram at M12 fitnessliz Thanks again so much for being part of the team, and I'll be back with more soon.